Mike, as you know, every week we aim to make agents and entrepreneurs more profitable and productive by disrupting the way they think. And today I want to disrupt the way you think about getting fired. I'm fired. And it's time, Mike, for you to fire yourself. Yes. What do you need to fire yourself from in your business? Um, it, it really depends on when you're asking me. So you actually posed this question to me the other day and I gave you the, the, the right here and now answer. Um, but as I reflected on my answer, um, that's actually a more of a long, there's a long term answer to it as well. So right now the season in my career, um, I make a lot of phone calls, um, uh, prospecting. And so, from uh, from where I currently am, I would love to fire myself from that. I'd love to hire somebody and have them actually come in and make phone calls and set appointments for me. So when you f when you fire yourself from that role, what will you do next? So what that allowed me to do is to focus on more income producing activities. So um, I spend a substantial amount of time doing that. So then I will then be able to then actually meet with clients or lead generate or do the things that actually make me money versus a task. Yeah, it is interesting though, because you know, this is where the, the challenge that a lot of um, entrepreneurs get stuck is yeah. in, in differentiating where the best return on investment is. And so what is it that makes you confident and knowing that if you're face to face, you'll make better money than if you're um, over the phone making those outbound calls. Uh, well, it, it helped because I've had this in the past when when I you know I have a team. So when other people uh, were setting appointments for me, I found myself able to. I, I mentioned downshift um, when they were focused on that that during those three hours, I was so much more productive meeting with clients and writing contracts. So, um, you just have to be able to find that, um, that, that where you're actually amplifying each other. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I think that the, the challenge can be as an entrepreneur that I found is, is like, um, whether or not we are letting go of the tasks that, um, actually drive, the engine of right. the business or whether we're um, letting go of the tasks that we don't want to do and yet have to do. Oh, yeah. I think there's a huge difference. So what I'm talking about, like there's, there's things that I don't want to do, right? I just, I don't want to do them, but I, if I'm the best person for that job, I'm going to naturally do that. What I'm talking about is, am I the best person for this job? Yeah. And if I'm not the best person for this job, I need to fire myself and align with someone who is world-class at that thing and then let them do it. What, when, when I hear you say that, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, you know, you having to take the time to audit whether you're the best person for yeah. everything that you do. How, you know, just from a, from a, systematic in a concise way what are you doing on a daily weekly monthly quarterly whatever that time frame basis is um in order to audit uh, in order to audit your daily activity and know whether or not you should be fired from something do you have a plan or a method for how you how you take inventory of yourself and whether you should be fired I, I do and to be honest with you this is the this was the hardest part of my of me to even 
to have the the maturity to say, okay, I'm not the best at this. Because yeah. what got you here is you like you're really good at something and you just do it over and over again and then you just you just feel like you can do everything. But in all reality, there's things that you're really good at. So and there's things that you're not as good at. So the hardest part is being able to determine what those things are and then be able to show somebody how to do them. But anyway, how I'm able to, to answer your question is we brought this up. I keep lists. I have like five different lists. And then I track every, all my activities that I have to do on this list. If something keeps coming up on the list, I then time block it in my calendar and I do it on a regular basis. If it's something that I'm not necessarily good at, uh, I'll delegate it. Um, and it's not necessarily because, well, even if I don't want to do it or if I'm not good at it, the results will remain the same. So I want to delegate that off so that I can have good, great results, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And, and one of the things that um, was said to me recently with, for, with my coach is he's like, um, Eric, you need to hire someone to do sales. Right. And I'm like, well, that's all I've ever done. Like yeah. I, I've sold for the last basically 15 years and I've had pretty good results, I think. Right. Yeah. And so at first I'm a little confused yeah, by that response. Back. Right. Yeah, and so all of a sudden my ego comes in and says, but that's my core competency because that's, that's what I've done and gotten results with. And, and his point was no, you're just a badass person who will work really hard until you get an outcome. Right. But it doesn't mean you're great at it. Yeah. It just means you'll work until you get what right. you want. And why don't you hire someone who's actually naturally gifted and talented in that exact capacity so that you can go do what you're naturally gifted and talented at, right. which is being a visionary entrepreneur who sees problems and wants to go race after by changing the way people think about them instead of going and selling or doing all these other things that you actually go and create chaos in yeah. the organization. Yeah. And it took me a while to make yeah. peace with that because yeah. I had to, I had to like get really clear on whether I was um, thinking from an ego standpoint or whether I was thinking about um, who are some of those great salespeople or who are some of the other people that I can look at who model what a high level achiever looks like in either my own business or another business, whether that be on YouTube, podcast, you know, right. celebrity business, whatever. Um, if I don't look like that, how do I go find someone who embodies those natural traits? So w when I, when you think about firing yourself from sales or from firing yourself from appointments, what would you do? Well, I've got an even better example, social media. So like I do my own social media and there's some schools of thought. I want to continue to do my own social media because yeah. that's you, that's genuine. That's me. That's authentic. But where I am in my career is in a where my season of my business is where I'm growing from. I'm, I might be pretty good at social media, but I'm not the dopest at social media. Yeah. So like, Okay, so then what do I need to do? I need to either focus on social media. Will the social media drive my income or my revenue? No. So then what I need to do? I need to focus. I need to delegate that to someone who is world class, who can then, that is their 20%. And then guess what? I can now focus on my 20%.
Yeah. So that's all this is. I'm going to fire myself from doing social media. I just haven't done it yet. And that's the, that's the important thing though, is, is that when you say 20%, I mean, you know, we, are, we of course hear, the, you know, the 20% in our, um, in our industry over and over and over, you know, which, which obviously applies and pertains to the Pareto principle of, of, uh, 20% of the activities that you do generate 80% of the results. Um, and, and the interesting thing about entrepreneurship and about business ownership is that when, when you start a company, your 20% looks like social media in your case or sales or phone calls or everything. Your right. 20% is oftentimes everything. And what I hear you saying now though, is that your 20% is different, right? As well, you grow, you have to adjust what that 20% is and you have to get people in your crew, either as vendors or vendors or people, you know, other agents to, fill in and take that 80% off. Is it possible that with social media, this is where I struggle is, is it possible with your social media that you actually need to fire social media as in like maybe social, maybe you don't need to be doing social media I wrestle or should someone else be doing the social media? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I need to fire myself with social media. The challenge could be is like you either need to replace yourself with another human or maybe you don't even need to do any social media marketing at all. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that's, with you. That's the hard part for yeah. me is um, knowing that 20% of what we do in a business gets us 80% of our results or knowing that like getting really good at one area of focus generates us an outcome. Do we need to be more focused and therefore to where you don't even like you can focus on that one thing. You right. don't even have to do. Yeah, I that's get it. Right. And actually by being able to track because we track, you know, where all of our leads are coming from and where all of our sales come from, being able to be really surgical on that. I'm able to make a decision on whether or not I want to continue to to market through social media and everything is being audited. Um, if I, if there's not a return on investment. There may, it may get, it'll get axed, but right now it's still good. But. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, like to me, social media is absolutely one of the things that, that we include as one yeah. of our, as one of our daily core competencies. So I, I'm totally with you. However, um, as an entrepreneur, I do think this is the challenge is that there is something to be said. In fact, in one of the businesses that I own and operate, um, I don't know how to do the majority of the job. Yeah. And I was very strategic in not wanting to know how to do the majority yeah. of the job because I know how to do almost everything in, in one of my core businesses. And the challenge for me is, is staying out of it. Yeah. Because what happens is you put your, like if you can trust and you line up with excellent people and then they can kind of come together and you're just guiding it. Just imagine the product that you build. Yeah. Without tainting it with your with my Michael Boundsism or whatever, making it uh, where I'm not as good at something. If you just bring in talented people, the organic product is amazing. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast. This place, this Dr. Horton model we're in, is sweet. If you haven't experienced Dr. Horton recently, they're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. Dr. Horton, America's largest builder. This so, is one of the things that in entrepreneurship and business that never gets the credit in the discussion that it that it should. And that's, you know, Steve Jobs, who is, you know, widely regarded as one of the, the great visionary entrepreneurs of the modern era, didn't program. In fact, couldn't build 
every piece of equipment that they went out and sold to become the largest and most valuable company in the world as of the date of this um, airing. And so Steve Jobs gets credit for building this massive mega empire and yet couldn't do the majority or 99% of what the company actually went out and sold. Barbara uh, Corkman? Yeah. Shark Tank? Yeah. She's never, she doesn't, she's never sold houses. She's never, I didn't know that. No, she started her brokerage. She just started recruiting agents and then they started selling houses. She like sold like two or three houses and then she just built a team. So like, that's the thing. You don't even have to be really good yeah. at it. You just have to partner with people that are really good. Yeah, that's right. And that's part of, part of being a leader is the, you know, is really harnessing human energy to that's create it. focus and accountability towards that vision. And so, um, part of the reason why you need to fire yourself or I need to fire myself is because oftentimes what we do when we, when we build a business and start a business, we know way too much about the intricacies of it and how it operates. So we interject ourselves into the processes and into the day to day operations and actually cause more obstruction and chaos than the business should be having. And so, um, when we look at it that way, how much more processes and systems are you creating chaos for you think in your day-to-day business from an operation standpoint, um, that maybe you're not thinking about because you, because you told me you need to fire yourself from the sales role, right? But you, but do you need to fire yourself from any of the operations and the systems based. Oh, I could totally tell you because that's not the way I'm wired. Okay. Uh, so I could totally see myself doing like we we talked about this in our last podcast. Like this is all when we, you just if you're not getting the results that you desire, it's it's simple. I mean, this is mathematics, you guys. Like it's it's either it's either us or it's the processes so if the processes are working and the models are working you need to, we talked about an audit we need to you need to do audits on your business so that you know whether or not you know what isn't working so that you can then move forward uh, and improve your business yeah so what i hear you say is that either if if there's a breakdown in your business, it's either you, the leader yeah. that, that is um, breaking down and needs to be fired from that, yeah. that position itself. Um, the people haven't been trained. They're the wrong people or they're not equipped with the right tools um, and systems in order to be able to execute on what they've been empowered to do. In order to understand where, where that disconnect lies, you need to have audits on your business so that you can, then be able to navigate what is so then a lot of times what they'll do is they'll fire themselves and they're the most capable person at it or they'll fire someone else and they're doing their job you see what i'm saying well one of the things i want to as we kind of wrap things up here when we travel around and talk with with agents one of the things that i found is that many entrepreneurs or solopreneurs with the goal of growing a business um, one of the, the biggest challenges in firing themselves is their own relationship with firing themselves. And what I mean by that yeah. is that a lot of times people, um, when they start a business, that is their baby. And they believe that they're the only ones that can do the job the way the job should be done at the, at its highest level of effectiveness. And so, um, what I found is that most people are unwilling to let go of yeah. control that's a myth. 
you can find somebody to do your job better than than you. Everybody's replaceable. And that's the thing. You want to create an organization where everyone is replaceable. And so that that's the way that it continues to grow and, and to get bigger. We talked about Steve Jobs being the uh, great example of that. The, the one that I always share is is Walt Disney. In fact, Walt Disney was dead when Disney World opened. And Disney World and and the Walt Disney Company becomes this massive mega empire without <clears throat> Walt Disney at the helm of it. And, and you know, it's, it's now, it's, you know, it's movies, it's music, it's theme parks, it's um, an entire media network and, and massive conglomerate. Way bigger than he ever That's could right. have imagined. That's right. That's right. And so as an entrepreneur, oftentimes the lid of the organization is controlled by the entrepreneur. And so um, yes. the, the great reminder is thinking about your business and where it is right now is the way it was designed to be. So if it's not where you want it to be, it's oftentimes because you're not where you want it to be right. by design. Right. And, and therefore, as entrepreneurs, the thing we need to do is always be conscious of whether we need to be the one who's actually getting fired from our day-to-day -day job.